0: I want to thank you so much for sharing your love of film logic and movies with Adam and I. It has been a blast. I want to take a quick moment and gush about my book, Larna and the Life Pires. If you are a fan of over the top fantasy and sci fi but with a sarcastic edge, then you will get hooked on this book. Larna is a crime fighter who is captured by fitness, vampires that want to make the world skinnier and more attractive. Oh, she has to uncover their plan for world domination. If you like twisted humor, Batman villains and quirky characters. Then give Larna versus the Life Pires a try. The book is two dollars on Kindle and ten dollars in paperback. Just search Larna versus the Life Pires by Michael P. Moore. danga Thank you and enjoy the show. Only when I have ceased to breathe will I be dead. I have led the entire human
1: race to ruin.
0: Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Get to the choppers!
1: Chopper. You have been a good boy. Have a
0: lollipop. That was the speech. It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I I
1: loved loved it. it. Welcome. Welcome to Film Logic, uh, the podcast for movies of yesterday, today, and tomorrow with all the fandoms in between. I am your host, Mike. I'm with my co host, Adam. Adam, are you there?
0: What's going on, Mike? So glad to be here. What a time to be alive. Right. And it's been a while
1: since we've uh, done any recording because I almost forgot the name of this podcast.
0: You know, know, it it happens to the best of us, Mike. But you know what? That just means we have a lot to talk about.
1: We do. Like,
0: I don't know, so
1: many movies Mm. came between us in these last few weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it it definitely feels (laughs) like... I don't know about you, but it does feel like the calm before the storm. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up pretty quickly on us. Um, You know, we got the, you know, we got the Oscars coming up. Um, I got uh, some early access tickets to see Dune 2 at the end of the month. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, But, you know, we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's
1: Oscar season. Um, Mm. we don't have to talk about superhero movies because there's only like (laughs) two coming out, and you know, (laughs) right? I'm I'm okay with that. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. I was talking to uh my buddy the other day, and we were, I was thinking about like what's coming up, and like there in terms of like Disney, like there's you know there's not a a Star Wars like movie or like tv show besides like the new season of bad batch coming out mm-hmm. and like the only marvel thing that i think that's slated to come out is deadpool 3 uh yeah. so, so you know we got a you got an interesting um you know maybe um we might get Andor snuck in here before the end of the year but um yeah i know it it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot coming uh on that front oh and i guess inside out too but mm-hmm. um but yeah, there's there's not a whole lot coming from the uh, the big giants. Same thing with you know DC. I don't think there's mm-hmm. too much coming our way this year. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is the break that people needed.
1: Yeah, just the animated universe, which mm. has the Crisis on Two right. Earths or the Infinity Crisis Part One. Which I hear, whenever there's like a, an animated feature, mm-hmm. um, like Rotten Tomatoes, like gives it a hundred percent. Yeah, and like I am a DC fan, I'm biased, but I don't yeah. think they deserve all. Every one of them deserves a hundred. <laughs> you know, you know, some of them feel just like straight to video, and yeah. you know, but you know, they're great. They're great fan fodder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, you can you could pull a, you could put in all the geeky stuff, right? Uh, and no one has to question it and be like, oh, but where's the character development?
0: <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah. yeah for for sure and yeah so i you know it's a, we're we're at in an interesting time i i think that there's you know some quality stuff coming up and um i for one am glad that we don't have to you know we don't have to give as much lip service to you know the overlords that are wb and <laughs> disney as much
1: oh man yeah the world belongs to the indie studios. I know I sound like a Starbucks hipster. <laughs> but you know, you you come in with zero expectations because mm. it's a it's an indie studio, but then your mind gets blown and then you never want to go back to you know, it you never want to go back to the McDonald's and Burger King studios. You know, once once you've tried a like a Texas barbecue burger in a small joint.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true that. True yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, I, I will say that, you know, there's some stuff that's that's coming that's on the horizon that I'm I'm pretty excited about. You know, I have not been shy about my Godzilla fandom. And, um, you know, there's a a Godzilla um, King Kong movie coming up that should be pretty interesting. And um, I know the Internet was awash with excitement about the announcement of uh, the new Sonic movie that's coming out, Sonic 3, which should be interesting. The the rumor I kept hearing is that Hayden Christensen of Star Wars fame is voicing Shadow the Hedgehog. but I don't know if that's true or not, you know, but...
1: They're both angsty, so I can see it.
0: Right? And a slight correction to what I was saying before. I did forget that Joker is coming out this year. The second one is coming out this year. So, you mm. know, maybe we'll, we'll get that, but...
1: Yeah, um, that, that's more of a Scorsese-type movie than it'll ever yeah, be right. a hero movie.
0: Right, right? Yeah no for sure and but i you know and uh, we definitely got to do a, a review when this comes out later on this year but i'm so excited about the the new lord of the rings movie i don't know if you heard about this but i think oh, we talked the about cartoon it. yeah yeah the animation um the yeah uh battle of the Rohirrim. that should be that should be awesome that should be really cool or
1: mm-hmm. the Rohirrim. yeah
0: i i it, is it supposed to be 3d
1: i can't remember from the trailer is it
0: 3d um, or is it
1: gonna be like 2d i hope it's 2d
0: it's it's like, animated. It's it's like anime. I think it's I don't think it's like uh, I don't think it's like 3D. Right. What you're thinking of. Um. But I, it's I it's yeah, not it'll how to be. Train your, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not how to train me. your dragon.
1: <laughs> OK, good. Yeah. Like I, I just envision those uh, feudal war scenes from Princess Mononoke. And I think I'm confusing yeah. that with a fight from Lord of the Rings. But if you know, if they if they want to go that route, I won't stop them.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, so like like we said, you know, this is a you know, a good year. Um we got some stuff coming out, but yeah, no, there's 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 a lot there's a lot happening. And speaking of a lot happening, yeah. what have you what have you been watching, Mike? So
1: you know, yeah you, you get Apple Plus T V mm. because there's large green lizards that have their own show, right?
0: Mm. Of course. <clears throat>
1: And then, for reasons that uh, seem pretty obvious, you're like, eh, you know, I don't really want to see large green lizards. Uh, you know, this isn't really winning me over. So mm-hmm. I switched over to Masters of the Air um, from the makers of Band of Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I fell back in love with realistic World War II uh, dramas. mm uh, I love the realism in Masters of the Air, like um, you know their limited technology to fight World War II compared to what we have.
0: Mm. You know
1: how you know the the lingo of them. You know pull up, pull, you know pull the nose right. up. You know like <laughs> right, right stuff. You're like, oh yes, they get it. They know they know how this works, and I feel like I'm <laughs> part of it. Yeah, um, you know, and I like how the like the show takes its time. You know, yeah, like it's not like. We only have an hour and a half to do a whole war, mm. uh, so I absolutely love Masters of the Air, and I just think it. Uh, it's it's one of those World War II movies where you're gonna you're gonna feel for every soldier in the platoon, and you you know you're gonna follow it, and like every the battles and the the trouble they get in that looks beautiful. Um, we're you know PS5 cutscene CGI we're talking about here. And so if if you if you ate up Band of Brothers, you're you're definitely going to eat up this.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And it's um is it it's an Apple exclusive, right? Apple yeah, TV. Apple
1: exclusive.
0: Yeah. Um are there I'm, I mean I'm sure there are names of note in it, but are there any names of note?
1: Uh you know, there's so many young people and I was I was like uh struggling to be like, uh, I think that is" <laughs> I think I know that guy. Is that the brother of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, Mike, you're it's Austin Butler. It's Caleb Turner. It's Barry <laughs> Keegan. Oh, Oh, I don't, I don't know those people. Okay.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you def, you know, you know, a lot of those people, you got to Austin Butler's kind of like the, he's like the, the new kind of young trying to be Hollywood leading sort of man. But he was in, um, recently he was in the that Albus Presley movie that came out a couple of years ago
1: uh wait a minute and, the, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's the cobra kai guy um, no no Maybe? no that's that's uh Buchanan Tanner Buchanan
0: oh okay okay yeah
1: that's the karate kid kid
0: and um Barry Keegan is uh um he's uh he's in the Batman and um he's uh he they think that they kind of like hinted at him possibly being the Joker in that universe. Oh,
1: um, yes. But
0: but he's also in um, the Eternals. Um, he plays Druig.
1: Oh, yes.
0: The only redeemable character in that besides maybe Gilgamesh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, re- I remember the original had like Band of Brothers had Ross Geller. Yeah, right. Friends <laughs> as a drill sergeant. And right I'm like, okay, you know, it's a little distracting because he's been in one other thing where he's 100% different. Right. And he has, like, that very shrill voice. But, hey, you know. And Mm. I think, and I forgot, there was a comedian, an SNL comedian who played a soldier. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Um, Oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget who it is. But it's, like, the most inappropriate, like, SNL member to be in a World War II movie. That's so great. Uh, and it's... I just, like, you see him, and you're like, uh, okay, this is, this is, uh, we've we've gotten into a parody. This is Band of Brothers SNL. <laughs> and, That's funny. Uh, yeah. You know, extra points, if you can, uh, he comes in around episode five, and he's even doing, mm. like, his, like, his, like, silly SNL face. Yeah. Um, ah, he's been in so many bad movies, but.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And um, Calum Turner's also in it, right? He's mm-hmm. probably looks like he's one of the other main characters. He's famously also in the the what are they called? The Fantastic Beast movies.
1: Oh uh, yes. Yeah. He Alan's... plays
0: he plays the uh the brother, the older brother of oh. Eddie Redmayne's character.
1: Ah. Uh, okay. So there are pl- you know, these aren't just stars being made out of the woodwork. These are people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Young yeah, yeah, yeah. like young young stars trying to make their name in Hollywood. Yeah, um, but quality, all of them.
1: Yeah, like I cannot name young stars when I when I think of like, <laughs> who could fill like, like the young heroes like Mike, who would be an amazing Robin in the Batman series? And I, I, I like I have three <laughs> names like uh the 11 from Stranger Things, <laughs> uh Finn Wolfhard, uh, some of the kids from Shazam, maybe I don't know. I mean, that's all I got.
0: <laughs> that's funny. They're like, oh, I love that. I only know people that are thirty and older. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, those guys that we mentioned—they're like, I mean, they're not like super young. They're like early thirties. They're like my age. Oh, really? You know, it's so funny. Like,
1: like that's the that's the um, the Tom the Spider-Man actor. Tom Holland? Tom Holland effect.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Getting,
1: you know, I'm getting out of high school. Yeah, you're 25.
0: <laughs> I like, think you might be older than that.
1: Yeah, like, you can't mm. play, you can't use a 16-year-old <laughs> to, in a Hollywood movie.
0: Yeah, right? It, yeah,
1: it's like that Simpsons. Like, would we want to show a cow we tape a bunch of cats together <laughs> in a movie? <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, if I were to ask you how old you thought Timothy Chalamet was, how old do you think he'd well, be?
1: I mean, now I have to use Hollywood logic. He's, like, ready to, you know, get AARP. <laughs> That's funny. Is he 30? He's probably 30, right? No, he's 28, but close. Okay, yes. I, I found out it's Jimmy Fallon who plays Lieutenant George C. Rice.
0: Really, in the movie, in the show, in vanda Brothers*, yeah, that's so random.
1: Yeah, and he—I think he's making a silly smile through it. So I just, you know,
0: you're just waiting for him to break, as he always does on SNL.
1: Yeah, he starts singing.
0: (laughs) That was—that was one of those things that I just didn't get how, because he's like, Jimmy Fallon has to be one of the longest tenured people on SNL for a while, right? Yeah. Like. But I was, like, he barely does anything, like, in any of the skits. He's always, like, a background character. And he's always breaking. And I was, like, I could do that. Why did he, like, why why does he get to do that? I could do that. Uh, I could forget my lines. Just as good as he can. (laughs) Right. And, like, I don't know. Like, he, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's, you know, he's really hit his stride as, you know, he's kind of, like, the face of late night, right? Yeah. Um, but he's just like very he's just like very safe funny, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, he's not he's not like Will Ferrell he plays the straight man to Will Ferrell in those skits <laughs> And not even well Because <laughs> yeah. he can't keep a straight face yeah. Right,
0: because he's laughing the entire time Yeah, Like he's, like half the time that he's in the skits, you're like you're not watching because he's gonna say something funny, you're just like I'm going to wait for Will Ferrell or Justin Timberlake to say something actually funny and okay. to see him laugh. So I can also laugh.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. They had, a, they had a best mm. of Jimmy Fallon and I'm like, really? I don't <laughs> I think of anything that like he, like that he's known for like starring in skit wise. Right. It, like, uh, like he, in it, they, he did a few, he did a few impersonations of Mick
0: Jagger. And I'm
1: like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. He's an impersonation person.
0: Right. Well, I, I'm i a big fan of him and Justin Timberlake's bit where they do the uh, the Barry Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know. Other than that, I can't really think of anything. I just, to me, he's always just in the background of Will Ferrell doing, you know, the, t- the triangle and just breaking.
1: <laughs> right, right. Or, or Cowbell. Yeah, oh, yeah, in the hot tub. You know, right. with uh uh, you know Will Ferrell always saying "My lover and I," and he just can't keep a straight face.
0: <laughs> to be
1: fair, that's a very surreal. <laughs> yeah, very surreal, I, and no one can keep a straight face for
0: that. No, that's. I mean, Will Ferrell breaks. Yeah, and he's like acting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know. You know. No, I'm, I'm not trying to say that. Like, you know, I'm a I'm a great improv actor mm-hmm. or anything, but. I was like, at the very least, I can do what Jimmy Fallon's doing. Like, jeez.
1: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, World War Two, uh, Masters of the Air, great, great series. The minute <laughs> of my eyes, you know, the minute my eyes were set on that realistic World War Two, nineteen forties lifestyle, you know, mm. where, where men were men, and you know, <laughs> you know, uh, where jazz was the punk rock of the time, and <laughs> you know. All that you know, like I'm down. I'm I'm ready for this. These guys would have to uh, put Vin Diesel in it to
0: screw up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. And um, am I seeing this correctly that it's put together with by Tom Hanks and Spielberg? Uh
1: they had their hand in the first one, so yeah. Um, Tom Hanks' son was in the original one. Oh wow, that's I cool. I think I think you know Tom Hanks. He bought the rights to World War Two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's been in so many things. Like he's yeah. obviously saving Private Ryan. But recently even he was in that um that like World War Two Navy movie. Right. Um it was like Greyhound or something, I don't know. Um where he's like the captain of a, a cruiser while they're trying to make the, the Atlantic passage delivering goods to, to Europe. And then he was on like Bridge of Spies, right?
1: Right, um, right. Yeah. So pretty much, you owe him money if you say anything historical about World War Two. <laughs> he he gets like fifty cents because he owns that
0: war. <laughs> right. it's it's so random. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's nuts. Because like even even uh, a League of Their Own, right? That takes place because all the the men are away fighting in World War Two, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's that's so funny. Oh man, yeah,
1: he's, yeah, he, he's in a lot. I mean, good for him. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always associate Mel Gibson with Vietnam.
0: <laughs> how many? What?
1: How many Vietnam movies is he in? Uh, well, he was in that big one. We were soldiers. Right, right. But you know the way he wears like uh, you know roughed up hair and like uh, you know five o'clock shadow. Always like I always assume he just came out of Vietnam or. <laughs> just finished a tour
0: that's funny is but that's that's so funny cuz like he's not even american right like he's australian yeah. or something <laughs> i believe so
1: i think you know i think we all got that from watching the original mad max right well adam you've seen the original yeah. mad max right yes yeah 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 how how did it go the original series you you would think from the the latest ones that it's always been like it's like wastelands and you know mm. people with piercings all over and tattoos playing guitars and shooting missiles out. You'd think that was the series, but the first one is incredibly tame, like it had suburban neighborhoods. Yeah. People right. in nice suits. like it looked <laughs> it looked closer to Clockwork Orange. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even that, like, savage. Like, he got... No. It was, like, about building up a character that he would get later, he'd just get revenge in the end, and it would kind of be just the third act. So how did it go <laughs> from, like, totally tame revenge movie um, to, like, this Borderlands 3 <laughs> right? spiritual sequel?
0: Um, that's That's a great question. And, I mean... I, I, it feels like it has a lot to do with like, I don't know, maybe just like a, a, ma, uh, like a modern, just like retellings of stuff. And maybe like mm-hmm. Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome probably, yeah, had, had a lot to do with it, of course. But it's just like, um, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Um, like the first one had trees like trees don't exist in... and <laughs> right right well cuz like um because it starts like into the second one yeah. into the second one they do more car stuff yeah and yeah. and then like yeah there's you know, definitely
1: the... way more masks and bondage in the second one
0: <laughs> right and then like beyond the thunderdome is kind of like more i guess what we think of when we think of like mad max but yeah you're right it's like it's it's weird um, yeah, because yeah, the first one is a, very much so an outlier to the other, the other three.
1: Yeah, it's like Evil Dead. Like how the second Evil Dead was just the first Evil Dead, but like redone. But it was also a sequel, right? And so people just say, yeah, don't watch the second Evil Dead, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess it's also been a, a while since I've seen the original trilogy. Yeah. So I guess. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's interesting, but they were also released pretty far apart too, right? Yeah, like 81
1: the, or 79, 81 and 85. So sort of, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, further apart than we would think about, you know, yeah, you know, you know, getting Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies every year. <laughs> yeah.
1: So somewhere between 79 and 81, George Miller saw like this uh, dystopian Australian movie and he's like. <laughs> You know it kill the trees. Let's get a
0: desert. Right.
1: Everyone wear bondage. Get chainsaws out here.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And like I don't even know like what it would what it would have been influenced by, you know what I mean? Right.
1: He invented the
0: genre. Right. Right. So that's like (laughs) like where is he drawing inspiration from?
1: Yeah. The the thing? (laughs) Carpenter's the thing, maybe? I don't
0: know. <laughs> but that's like the opposite, right? Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's cold and it's slow moving. Like yes. that's the whole
1: He <laughs> saw it like I'm gonna make the opposite of this movie.
0: <laughs> there's too much snow and the, the the dramatic move up and there's you know, there's way too much clothes. Yes. Too too many clothes. Right. We need more male nipples shown off in metal rings. <laughs> right, absolutely. Uh that's that's funny. Um but speaking of men in interesting battle clothing, um I've been rewatching the uh the new He-Man theories on also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh that's been very good. Uh the Masters of the Universe Revelation and then i working my way into the Master of the Universe Revolution, which came out this year in twenty twenty-four. Um, but it's made by Kevin Smith, the Kevin Smith, of course.
1: Ah, um, yes.
0: And it features the vocal talents. I mean, this list is just who's who. Um, Chris Wood, Mark Hamill, uh Sarah Michelle Geller, Liam Cunningham, uh, Melissa Benoist, um, Meg Foster, like, you know, this you know, the who's who a voice acting talent and right? yeah um it's it's very very good uh it's it it's definitely like a um a modern retelling in terms of its storytelling and its character arcs and stuff um because you know obviously traditionally the movie is all about he man and you know how you know he always saves the day and he's got his like whole cast of characters like you know, Tila and, um, you know, Man-at-Arms, and, you know, they, they all kind of work together, but ultimately He-Man kind of saves the day. But in this mm-hmm. one, um, without spoiling it too much, He-Man isn't um, as present. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a lot of the other characters kind of step up and come into their own, and they all have unique kind of storytelling. Um, they all have their own individual story arcs, but the the way that the the story is told, they all kind of converge together, and the animation is awesome. You know, Mark Hamill is an absolute revelation in his role as Skeletor, as he always is in whatever mm-hmm. role he's in, and yeah, you know, it, it's very good. And it's not too many. I think it's like eight episodes, twenty minutes each, um, for the first um, the first season. Very easy to get through um yeah so i you know if you got you've got a weekend you want to watch a couple episodes highly recommended it It is very very good um yeah Yeah. you won't be disappointed
1: like yeah i went on netflix to say huh what have i been missing and like there's all these he-man spinoffs and and i'm like what when did i blink yeah like
0: yeah is is he-man back yeah you gotta be gotta be careful some of them aren't so great um the uh what is it i don't even know what the other one is um but there's like a a kiddie version of he-man Um, uh, i think it's literally just called he-man's masters of the universe um, yeah it's like more of a, a kiddie version um it's like more of a just a modern update of the original cartoon whereas masters of the universe revelation and revolution are more they take it's like a spiritual sequel like it's Obviously, it's it's the same universe, the same characters, but it's very vastly different from like it's not a kids' cartoon. It's like a I, I, uh. I don't want to say it's like I I don't want to say it's like an adult cartoon. Um, you know where there's like you know excessive blood and violence and swearing and nudity. Yeah, but it's like it's more like more mature storytelling. Um, and themes. Um, which is super awesome. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, and it, there's more like a a coherent plot it's it's more like a i mean it it literally is just like a a limited series as opposed to a 20 episode cartoon arc
1: Mm. yeah so yeah it's somewhere between uh, that's interesting uh we've we've done podcasts where we talked about she-ra right she-ra was like you know girl power Mm -hmm. you know you can do anything put your dreams to it and then, like He Man was, I, I I can't even tell you what He Man stands for, except for maybe <laughs> slashing things that yeah get near
0: him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's really what was cool about this this art of uh, this story um, was that they, I mean, of course, you know, you can't escape the you know the amount of physical power that He Man has, but this series definitely more explores. How important the character of Adam is. Um, as much as, you know, He Man is important, but his other half Adam and like his his kindness and his faith in his friends and you know, that sort of stuff, how important that is and how humble and meek Adam is, as opposed to just highlighting He Man's strength, which is really cool to see.
1: Oh man. And it's got Phil Lamar, which is like mm. A blessing from above you know your cartoon's gonna be good when phil lamar touches it (laughs) yeah there's
0: yeah yeah, there's so many yeah there's so many also uh like guest voices that just appear randomly for like two or three like you know things like justin long is in it and um method man is there for uh, something danny trejo is in it kevin smith makes an appearance d bradley baker You know, so there's, you know, William Shatner's in it. So there's a bunch of people, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. What, you know, what are we doing here, Adam? You know, we got to go find, uh, what's that? What's that 80s cartoon with the horses that could stand upright and shoot cowboy laser guns? What? We we need to remake that one. What is it? A gun gun star? No, I don't Uh, know this one. Ah, uh, something. uh these horses were amazing. But you know, we're sitting on a script right now, and we could be raking in the dough. You know, uh, I got uh, uh, Dennis Leary on line two. Uh, you know, Ezra Miller wants a, a role. Uh, uh, now, now I really want to find the. I don't know something star Texas star. All I know is there's there's a horse that could hold a laser gun
0: that sounds like a fever dream i love that i <laughs> uh, uh, i think about it often um wow that's really funny yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't i've never heard of this yeah it's really funny
1: but oh so you know i i i'm starting to find the free like mm. free cuz i already own the subscriptions um of things that are being nominated or things that are highly acclaimed mm so, uh, you know, I, w- I went on Netflix and saw they, they cloned Tyrone. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that is, like, a super, super interesting experience because it-, it melds, like, the seriousness of don't be a menace to society. Right. Uh, with, like, this sci-fi takeover kind of idea that, like, they're cloning people and that they're putting something in their in their... <laughs> Their food to make them under control. So, mm. like at, at first, it's about like you know his life, trying to shake down pimps and like uh, you know hurt rival gangs. Right, and then you you see him get gunned down, and like the way he gets gunned down is so serious. Like mm. you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I just witnessed my first live death. <laughs> and then and then like boom, you know you he starts going into like secret Resident Evil labs. And finding clones of himself, and um, and it's also, like, it's supposed to be, like, hilarious, too. Like, not mm. only is it, like, super serious, but, like, there's a lot of callback jokes, and I have to say, like, definitely get the kids out of the room if you're going to watch it. Um, right. If you're the type that likes a swear word in every sentence, then that's probably the movie for you, but it's also, you know, it's funny, and it, it's got... Like, Jamie Foxx's role, he plays the pimp, and he's just, he's hilarious (laughs) in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, Jamie Foxx is one of those people that's so crazy talented that you kind of almost take him for granted. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, Jamie Foxx is in it. And then you watch you're like, oh, Jamie Foxx is in this.
1: Yeah. And it had John, like, I'm just realizing that was John Boyega that I was watching. Um, He's... (laughs) he he plays uh Tyrone but the he plays mm. like so opposite of anything disney would ever want a character to be <laughs> that like you i couldn't even recognize him like yeah he is such like a cold-hearted thug with like a, mm. a, a tiny little conscience and um yeah like the the show kind of like is a hyperbole about like uh, like a conspiracy against black culture, like a this mm. huge sci-fi conspiracy that they're trying to, they're trying to brainwash them all. Um, and he, like he uncovers it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin like the twist at the end, but, mm. um, but yeah. So it's like, it's, it's very sarcastic about that message and very hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to watch that and be like, oh yeah.
0: tugging in cheek. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, I, I think like Netflix and a lot of the the streaming sites, and even some of our our local cinema. They're they're doing a lot of re-releases of the stuff that are you know getting Oscar buzz. So you know if you haven't okay. seen something, now's the uh, definitely time to to make the effort to go yeah. see something.
1: On Hulu, if you have Hulu, they have uh, this was highly acclaimed in twenty twenty three. Mm. How to bomb a pipeline? Mm. Um. So. I think it's still there. If you want to get ahead of the curb and feel like you saw something that might be nominated. Mm. You know. Oh yeah. It's still how to blow up a pipeline. So
0: go see that. Yeah. Um, Mike, did you, have you have a chance to see that, um, that wrestling movie about the Von Erich brothers? No. No. That's on my list.
1: I wanted to make that a project where we both watch it.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd love to. I mean, it it's so funny to see kind of like Zac Efron in that, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I I'm super excited because you know, you know, Mike and I are not so secret, you know, wrestling fans, so you know this is this mm-hmm. is right up our our, our alley, and um, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of really good things about it, um, and but you know, it's just funny to see you know Zac Efron is in it, but also Jeremy Allen White is in it from The Bear but um and mcf is in it yep um oh mjf oh sorry mjf yeah when <laughs> when i say mcf oh, i knew mjf yeah yeah um, so yeah i think they cut like
1: almost all of his scenes mm. like which is weird cuz he's one of the major von eric brothers right. <laughs> in the movie but like for some reason they they cut it like he he shows up and they immediately cut away <laughs> I, right which is sad, because uh, MJF is not, like, he's a good actor, and he's built like a rock, so I don't, yeah, I don't know I mean, why. He's,
0: yeah, he's definitely one of, if not the best, like, heel working right now in mm-hmm. the W, in, you know, wrestling, WWE, or otherwise AEW, anything you want to throw out there, he's, you know, he's got the chops for sure um but yeah no it it seems very very cool um yeah we'll 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 have to watch it at some point and we'll we'll do a Mm -hmm. a review on it but yeah like the um it was funny because i saw that the trailer for it before i saw something i don't even know what it was i think maybe maybe it was my second watch through of (laughs) godzilla um but the person i was seeing with i like turned to them and i was like oh, that's a, that's what the Von Erich brothers. They're like, what are you talking about? And then, like, yeah. the thing came up on the screen. I'm like, they're wrestlers. And then, like, the next thing that came up was, like, they're wrestlers. And I was like, see? And they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then, like, instead of, like, watching the trailer, I was giving them, like, a run-by of, like, why the Von Erich brothers are important to, like, <laughs> to, like, Southern right. wrestling and, like, how they, they, like, basically laid the foundation for, you know, the WWF.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny how like in the WWF mm. you either get like super obscure roles mm. or you get like uh like you get stardom and like your your name is emblazoned in Hollywood. Like right. for example, I was watching Sharknado two. Right. And who who's the who's the uh firefighter police like the firefighter chief? Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Um you know the man won uh, a Olympic gold medal and right. he did so much for WWE and like, that's the best role he could get. Um, and he's in it. I don't think he even has speaking lines. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just weird. Like uh, I think Ray Mysterio was in like this horror movie where he rips off people's faces in Mexico. Mm. Um, Edge Edge was in this plane heist movie that like, you know, went into the crapper very fast. It's, like, not even worth mentioning.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's so, yeah, I, I love when random people show up, but then, like, for every one of those, you know, you have someone like Dave Bautista who, you yeah. know, who's arguably, you know, the best, you know, WWE wrestler-turned-actor. Um Yeah. At least in terms of quality roles, I mean The Rock is of course has is probably the biggest movie star, but I don't think anyone would argue that he's a better actor than Bautista.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, that cabin someone at the cabin door movie knock that, the cabin. Yeah, knock at the cabin. Yeah, yeah, he was he was so creepy and weird, like
0: <laughs> Right, right. And you know, even stuff like so he's gonna be in Dune, like he is in Dune and he's gonna be in the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he was in Blade Runner. Obviously, of course he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's got, he's got like a lot of, he's got a lot of acting chops. Yeah. Then, you know, John Cena too. I mean, he's, you know, John Cena's very underrated in in terms of, I think his, his acting ability. I think, um, recently off, of course with Peacemaker and stuff, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So you either get like, you know, (laughs) Kurt Angle, showing up randomly in sharknado or yeah. you know you get uh you know dave bautista headlining mm-hmm. you know uh summer blockbuster yes
1: oh man he uh to be fair kurt angle was in that uh brandon routh movie dylan dog <laughs> which is like a vampire comic book movie mm. i think it made uh at least one million dollars um I don't know. It's just that movie was there. It is gone And yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
0: For, for sure.
1: Speaking of something that is actually hyped and that mm. I keep seeing ads about this and articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Francis Ford Coppola has been trying to get a, a sci-fi passion project for like the last 40 years off the ground. Mm-hmm. And it, they're thinking 2024 is he's finally going to get it with funding from 120 million. Ooh. So Megaopolis, yeah, I've, yeah. You know, I had no idea this existed. Yeah, I
0: mean, the, the uh, you know the you know when you think of just the the cornerstone, you know, directors of of Hollywood, um, you know, how do you not think of the guy that's done, you know, The Godfather and Apocalypse Now and mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, th- this this one it feels. It feels a little weird, right? Like a little out of not—I don't want to say out of his wheelhouse, but like that's not something you would think of, right, for him?
1: Right, right. You know, it's it kind of has like that nineteen uh, fifties sci fi feel, where like yeah, mm. uh, it it's I don't know, like uh, where the it's the future, but like everything looks like an old transistor radio. Yeah, right. Uh, Very yeah.
0: Bioshock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, for, for sure. It, it, and the cast for it is incredible. Like you know, Adam Driver's in it, Horace Whitaker, Nathalie Emanuel's in it, who I adore. She's she's really great. Um uh John Voigt, Lawrence Fishburne, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: everybody's in this.
1: Justin Hoffman, Gene Carlo Esposito. Yeah, right. We
0: didn't even yeah. get to <laughs> Um Right. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it just it just has all the kind of mystique around it of, of, like, this, you know, this old Hollywood cornerstone director and this crazy cast. But it, it's weird that he didn't get funding for it in a conventional sort of way. And it really makes right. you wonder why.
1: Yeah. You know, it feels like that Geostorm uh mm-hmm. controversy where like geostorm was supposed to be the most expensive movie ever made and like it had so much hype around it like it was supposed to, and it ended up just being like uh just a splotch that like totally not even like razzy worthy mm. it's just forgettable like and hopefully I, I don't think with a name like francis ford Coppola, i don't think it's it, it could ever be like that um, but he did say, I don't care if this movie flops or not, I just really want to make it. And so, I want to know, if he were to lose all his $120 million,
0: mm-hmm. uh, how he's going to bounce back from that. Right. Right. Um, yeah, Like I, it's, yeah, it, it seems, it seems just so, 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 like, high concept mm-hmm. sort of thing, and, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I, I, feel, I mean, of course, I'm going to go see it just because of the, you know, the power of the names involved. I mean, how could you mm-hmm. not?
1: Yeah, it's, it's feeling like it's going to be like Oppenheimer level uh, production.
0: Right. And like, what was the what was the what was the last kind of big thing that he did? Like, well, I can't. His,
1: his last sci-fi was in 14 years ago with Twixt.
0: OK, Twixt. I don't think.
1: I. Yeah, I don't think I like, saw that. He just doesn't seem like a guy who you know, he seems like he'd be like you take the Scorsese route, like, oh, these kids mm. with their sci-fi and their comics and I just wanna <laughs> make mob
0: stories and you know. Right. But then he also did like Jack.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um but yeah, right? Like I I just so heavily associate him with like 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 and like seventies into like you know, the mid nineties of making like either like heavy hitting like period pieces, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Godfather or apocalypse now, um, Mm -hmm. or like the outsiders or, or I have just like him doing just the most random things. Like when he re he did that weird remake of Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, um, or like, like Jack, Right, but I I I don't really know. Like, yeah, I guess Twix was like the last thing I'm seeing that he he did. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know what he's been. What have you been Star- up to? Francis yeah. Ford Coppola,
1: starring Vale Kilber, Bruce Stern, and Elle <laughs> Fanning. Um, right. It looks like a a Lost Boys remake. Um, um, it's very dark. Uh, Nine Inch Nails music video. <laughs> that's funny.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. But I mean, once you kind of. You know, once you've made The Godfathers and Apocalypse now, I guess you don't really, you don't really got to do anything else, right?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like, those are constantly in the top, like, what? Top 10, 15, 20 movies ever made. hmm And you're just like, wow, he's made, like, you know, he hasn't really made that many movies. Right.
1: So it's one of those names that you drop. And right. honestly, you said, oh, Francis Ford Coppola is a... Did he make that movie with Fred Astaire? You know? <laughs> no. Right. Like, I, you know, I I don't, shamefully, I'm on a movie podcast, and I don't know that mm. much about him.
0: Right. Well, I mean, like, outside of, like, just the the obvious, the Godfathers and Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. and maybe the Outsiders, I don't know if I've seen anything else from him. So, um, yeah, just the ones that I'm supposed to see, I guess.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, man, well, he was in The Bling Ring, On the Road. Whoa. Twixt. Tetro? Somewhere? Youth Without Youth? Right. Marie Antoinette, he was an executive producer for that. That movie was okay. Doesn't seem (laughs) like a Francis Ford Coppola-type deal. Jeepers (laughs) Creepers 2? He was the executive producer of Jeepers Creepers 2.
0: Hey, you know, when you got it, you got it, man.
1: Like, how did they nail that? Like... Right. After Jeepers Creepers 1, they're like, you know what? We got to up our game.
0: Get... <laughs> Get Coppola on the phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get the man who invented mafia movies. And my gosh, that, that just Crazy. blows my mind. Maybe he hates, like, serious, like, Oscar stuff. Maybe he really wishes he could do Wrong Turn 3, Jeepers Creepers 2, <laughs> you know,
0: uh... You know, fire, right?
1: fire starter. He's really wishing, oh, man, I wish I could do that. Stupid, <laughs> stupid so... mafia movies.
0: <laughs> stupid art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he's, he's definitely one of those people that, like, when you get into a conversation with somebody that likes movies, they're like, oh, yes. Like, uh, you know, I just watched... Uh, apocalypse now in my film study class it was it's so you know yeah. so bourgeois i don't know yeah i don't know what they say but it's just like right like he's just one of those things, but like you look into it you're like well i mean he's no Christopher nolan
1: <laughs> right it, it would be hilarious if he uh, like people like his fans would go up to him and he's like oh man tell me about the scene in godfather you know he's like you know what I don't want to talk about Godfather. I want to talk about my passion, Jeepers Creepers 2. That's where my dream and visions came out.
0: <laughs> that's so that's so great. Um, yo no, I, I love that. I, I bet he loves that too. Um I have some uh I, another podcast that I listen to. Um they're big fans. Do you know Peter Serafinowicz? Um that
1: sounds familiar.
0: Um he's like a, a, a British comedian actor. Um but uh He, uh, uh, let's, I'm trying to think of what else he was in, uh, what movies he was in, but it's, it's escaping me right now, but, uh, so they went to, like, a meet and greet, uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and instead of, like, having him sign something from, like, a movie or a show, I think he was in Hitchhiker's Guide, um, but anyways, uh, instead of having him sign something like that, apparently he has, like, one line of dialogue in, like, uh Dark yeah. Souls 2 and they had him sign a copy of Dark Souls 2 instead of like you know something that he might be well known for and you know if I was like a famous person you know if I was like I don't know uh you know Daniel Radcliffe I mean I'm sure he gets people coming up to him every day asking him to sign like Harry right. Potter right. stuff but if somebody right. came up to, like if somebody came up to me with like a DVD of Guns Akimbo I'd be like yeah right. I, like <laughs> right. I like you Right
1: right My gosh, yeah. Like, I've always wanted to, like, run, like, a night show Mm -hmm. and, like, have famous people. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like Sandra Bullock. Right. And just ask them questions about, like, okay, so you played the bad guy in the first Minions movie. Right. Can you tell us the art and the vision behind (laughs) that?
0: (laughs) Right, right. Right. I love that. You know, and, you know, really that's what that's what matters right
1: (laughs) yeah just have a 30 minute conversation about like the ins and outs of that villain in the minions movie
0: (laughs) right exactly not Mm -hmm. godfather part one godfather part two jeepers creepers yeah Yeah. man
1: what was it like to be next to those jeepers creepers actors
0: (laughs) did you get were you nervous (laughs)
1: were you nervous you know what inspired this one scene from jeepers creepers 2
0: (laughs) (laughs) right not that you know you had to give you know art direction to you know marlon brando you know one of the greatest (laughs) actors of all time no 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 yeah Yeah,
1: you worked with yeah you worked with jonathan breck and ray (laughs) wise of jeepers creepers 2 what was it like to have so many geniuses in the room?
0: Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, the art just makes itself, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he goes into, like, an hour of just, like, this beautiful, like, vision he had for
0: Jeepers Creepers 2. Exactly. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, but, yeah, that, is there a, a time schedule for that to come out? Um,
1: Jeepers Creepers 2?
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> Metropolis. Oh. oh yeah,
1: they're just saying uh, the articles just say it's coming out in 2024. I lost okay. the article, but um, I'm sure we're gonna hear tons and tons about it, and everyone's gonna have like a
0: right. opinion and right, yeah.
1: But, right, you, know, but I, you know,
0: it's it's I, not gonna be uh you know a cheaper creepers too.
1: Yeah, like it's no cheaper creepers too.
0: But I want to know how.
1: What did you have to do to not get considered for Jeepers Creepers 3? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, you know, Coppola, man, you, you really screw the pooch in that Wow,
1: one. <laughs> wow. Talk about the weakest link is Francis Ford Coppola in Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> he was the one dragging the series down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you you know you see him he's so upset come on guys come on please to, this is all i have i know i have to do twixt if you don't <laughs> let me back in
0: <laughs> i have to go make the godfather part three yeah come on please don't make me go back to that
1: yeah. that's so funny yeah
0: oh man that's you know <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny um yeah, so I mean, I, I, get, I feel like we've talked about it so much that we have to see it and we have to talk about it now. So, yes,
1: we have to see Cheaper G- Creepers too, and we have to talk about it as like an art house film. As it as it is. Yeah. All right. Man, oh, man. If, if we had a Patreon, that would be our premium <laughs> episode.
0: Francis Ford Coppola Deep Dive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh, man. Well, speaking of art house films, Mike, what's our uh, what's our, our, our big our big topic today?
1: Uh the bread and butter. Uh, so you know we talked so much about animated films, and uh, you know the buzz is around Spider Man. Yeah. And you know the buzz was going to be around maybe Ninja Turtles. I haven't actually looked at the nominees.
0: Yeah, the Boy uh, and the Heron.
1: Yeah, the boy and the heron, you know, everyone's for sure. But then Netflix, I think we totally forgot that Netflix has mm. a shot at these Oscars, too. Yeah. And in came this movie, mm. uh, not even by our friends from Pixar, not DreamWorks, not Illumination. It was Anna para I don't know, from Anna Perenna Studios. Yeah. They came out with this, and it's called Nimona And Yeah. It's a very clean animation movie. Uh, a knight in a futuristic medieval world is framed for a crime he didn't commit. The only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, a mischievous teen who happens to be shape shifting creature he's sworn to destroy. Starring yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz, Riz Ahmed, Eugene Lee Yang. Written by Robert L. Bard, Lloyd Taylor, Pamela Ribbon, and directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quain.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I this this movie I feel like is right up our alley as a podcast because yeah. it's it's everything that we love all the older than the one. Like everything is like super underrated. Like animation right off the bat, you know, it, it does feel like people treat that as like a step down, right? From your, your big yeah. your you know, your big movies. So, you know, strike one for us right there. You know, strike two, like the like the the cast is so talented, and including like the the showrunners, um, but yeah. but they're not necessarily like you don't immediately know why you know that they're they're like this. Like the directors, um, Nick Bruno and uh, Troy Queen,
1: yeah, like they've
0: done some they've done some pretty awesome stuff. They you know they did Spies in Disguise. Um, they did Ferdinand <laughs> that we I think we've talked about, speaking of John right. Cena, uh, once upon a time. But they've you know they've worked on stuff like Hotel Transylvania and Enchanted and um uh, the that recent Peanuts movie that came out yeah. um maybe like ten years ago. Um, so like you know they they you know they quietly put together an awesome career and um you know the the cast I mean of course great Chloe Grace Moretz you know needs no introduction. Um, but, you know, of course, you know her from things like kick-ass and, um, stuff like that. Um, what do you mean, no? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I clicked on her. Like, yeah, all these people I need to,
1: uh, I needed to look up Um, (laughs) because yeah, like you're, you're saying, oh yeah, Chloe Grace. I'm like, who? Um, yeah. She's Hit Girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't seen kick-ass, which it's funny that IMDB calls it kick-butt. Oh, really? Is that, um. Well, actually, no, no, actually, you know what that is? That's a filter on my internet (laughs) that that. finds swear words and replaces them. So I'm like, man, did this, did the studio change it? No, no, that's me. That's on me. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, she's like, you know, she's super, super famous. Like she's in stuff like that. She's in, she was in Hugo, Um, you know, she was in, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, obviously, uh, but, you know, she's like a a very, you know, a young actress that's, you know, kicking butt, um, and, uh, yeah, so she's, you know, she voices Damoa, um, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, the, her, uh, her friend, um, is voiced by, uh, Rizman Ahmed. Who you might be like? Who's Rizwan Ahmed? But yes. I don't know. Have you heard of a a little thing, a little a little movie called Hamilton?
1: <laughs> um, uh, he
0: yes he he wrote and won um, a bunch of stuff for writing songs uh, on Hamilton. Um, ah, and he's uh, uh, he got a, a nom for best actor in um, this movie that came out a couple of years ago called The Sound of Metal um which is about a a heavy metal drummer that loses his hearing Mm -hmm. um but he was also in venom and rogue um, one yeah rogue one nightcrawler and he's like one of those people that like is like could have an egot by the time it's all said and done right like Mm -hmm. he has a bunch of stuff for broadway he has stuff for tv he has stuff for you know uh you know movies so he's you know he he's incredibly talented um and you know the the biggest nail in the coffin for it all was you know this was released by um you know the company that you were talking about um yeah. Annapurra Pictures but it originally was a Disney property and they oh, let man. it slip and they let it slip through their fingers and um you know so i the the whole story was uh that this was originally a, a Fox property and then mm-hmm. when Disney bought out Fox, they you know they kind of let some things slip out of production, and this was one of those. And yeah. you know they they let go of this this sleeper hit that's now nominated for an Oscar. Right. And you know like you know, the, you, know how, you know Disney like how do you mess up this badly? You had this certified hit on your hands.
1: Yeah, and you know the the joke is that you know Netflix gets the crumbs that uh, Hollywood <laughs> drops. Right, and you know in in some cases, that's true. You're like, I know why this didn't go to theaters, but then, right. like they'll have something that just comes out and it'll be like, Wow, you know someone had very low confidence in this, and right I put it on Netflix, uh, but it turns into oscar
0: you know Oscar bait, right, right, and you're like what what were you what were you thinking?" um yeah it's it's one of those it's one of those movies that you you know you just wouldn't think to think to see and um but you know this this movie is so great and i think one of the you know among um among my favorite things about it and we can get into it more but it's it's runtime is a tight 90 minutes Mm -hmm. you know like you can you can sit down and finish it in you know a little over an hour and a half and you know it doesn't overstay its welcome you know, it doesn't set too much time. You know, you know, setting up all these intricate backstories. They just tell you a, a storytelling. They they show you. They don't have to tell you. And you pick up very quickly what each of the the characters are motivated by. And you fall in mm-hmm. love so fast with these characters. And you just root for them from start to finish. And yeah, it, it's it's a great movie.
1: Yeah. One one thing I know mm-hmm. is that. Mm-hmm. Like, the the two lead males are, like, they're, they're knights. Mm. Um, they were never going to carry this movie. Mm. Even though they had, like, a cool, like, knight mystery story. Right. Like, Nimona is kind of like, she's the Elsa and the Anna that makes mm. this something a child would want to watch. Right. So, like, Riz Ahmed and Eugene Lee Yang, two great actors, but at the beginning... Uh, you know, you think, okay, this is this is going to be uh, a very dry uh, buddy duo, sort of like uh, Road to El Dorado. Like, sure. I, I can see why this is going to be uh, Netflix only. You know, they weren't reading the crowd. And then Nimona comes up and, sh- you know, she's wishing murder and teleporting and want turning into a shark. And you're like, oh, okay, now I see why this is going to be so much fun to watch
0: right yeah no she she definitely um yeah, she brings the uh she brings the fun, but i what I appreciate most about her character isn't is um in part that she's the aha uh-huh, like the haha uh-huh, the fun the the excitement, the randomness the you know she's the mm-hmm. you know she's the the agent of chaos, um, but she has so much more depth than that um, and you can like the her character is built around this idea that she's built up this um chaos randomness outside sh- shell to cover mm-hmm. up how much hurt and pain she carries and um and yeah. that's really what makes you care about both these characters because um you know her you know her other half in um in Riz Ahmed's character Ballister like he um, he's very much her opposite, right? Like he's very yeah. much a. We're. I'm gonna follow the rules. And, he's a company man. Right, right. Like yeah. he's like if I do, if I follow the rules and do all the right things, like good things will happen to me. And mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, um, that sort of thinking covers up the depths of the pain that he's had to go through. Um, and you know, both of them kind of use their outfacing personalities as these shells for who they really are. And um really Ballister's big story is that he's um the first commoner to be able to reach the, the level of knight um and you know become essentially a, a hero um of the realm. And yeah. you know this uh and you know someone takes advantage of that situation and frames him for a crime that he didn't commit. And yeah. it it kind of frames this story, um, you know. Even the the story, there's there's just so many layers in this, right? Like on the surface, it's like, oh, it's like this, you know, mystery kind of buddy cop, you know, fun, mm-hmm. bright color movie. But really, it's you know, it's a story about class struggle. It's a story about you know personal identity and growth, and you know what does it mean to have you know family and um relationships um you know just because someone isn't blood related doesn't mean that they're not family and yeah so there's there's just so much as you watch it um it just there's there's so much depth in such a, a tight small quick package and you're like yeah this is this is how stories should be told yeah and it's just it's a delight to watch
1: yeah the movies i think the thing that got me more than the messages is that the movie's quick delivery and yeah. like like in your face, let's have fun. Um, yeah. it, it brought me back to the original Spider Verse movie. Yeah, and I'm like, this is this is. It's given me all the feelings I had when I fell in love with <laughs> uh, the original Spider Verse movie, and yeah. I kind of wished that you know that the the sequel to the Spider Verse movie would have felt more like this so that's where i was like okay you know in fact i think a lot of it is kind of inspired by you know the whole punk and you know everything is breaking the law you know <laughs> you know crazy yeah. collages and like weird uh art textures all over the place uh yeah cool. k- kind of borrows that from the i think they're like oh is that how you get an oscar okay we're gonna do it in our movie too right
0: right yeah um yeah totally totally agree um. Yeah, like, and, and nothing overstays its welcome, right? Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of those movies fall into the trap of, like, relying too much on comedy or humor, and it just kind of overstays its welcome. Like, there's not a, to me, there's not an out-of-place joke. There's not a, you know, Marvel XD semicolon smile moment, yeah. you know, or like, oh, my parents just died. Here's a right. poop joke. Um right yeah
1: sorry illumination sorry (laughs) dreamworks yeah right
0: and you know just the 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 comedy in it is just so it's so great like there's a bit where um namoa who her her abilities allow her to shapeshift and um they're escaping out of the the headquarters of the knights and she transforms into this whale and she's kind of like she breaks through like a bunch of the layers of the floor and um all the knights are are kind of just like freaking out about this whale and there's just like a running joke throughout the movie that they, you know, that they got to get out of, you know, they got to get out of her way before the whale shows up. And each time they bring it, they they do a callback. I'm like, ha, that's, that's funny. That's really yeah. great. And they, you know, but they didn't, they didn't like harp on it. Right. They did, you know, they did two or three callbacks and then they just, you know, they, they called it there. I was like, that's good comedy. Great comedy. Right. Um, yeah
1: there's so there's so much, and I feel like that's like I hate to say it, but like the movies with where people don't stop talking and like the little hmm. tiny quips and right um are the ones that are most fun to watch, and that that shouldn't be like or maybe in the future it'll get annoying, but for right now, like Teenage mutant Ninja Turtles was charming because those they they kept talking over each other. Um, (laughs) Right. You know, Spider-Man, he's supposed to be funny. They're supposed to just say all this random stuff. Right. Um, And, you know, Nimona kind of files into that as well.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, even, even just like the, you know, the, the physical, you know, it's an animated movie, but they still managed to, to nail some like physical comedy too. Like there's a, there's a bit where they're sneaking through and they kind of keep showing all these pictures of, um the two of them on wanted posters and um there's a bit where uh baluster's like trying not to get caught but it gets kind of like shoved out of an alley and mm-hmm. um just as you know you would think that the camera would pan onto his face instead it's like a guy holding up a newspaper with Ballister's face on it and he kind of lowers yeah. it and makes eye contact with Ballister, and you're like oh yeah that was funny that was good well yeah. played um yeah and you know there's even down to just like Funny little bits where, like, Namoa gets shot with a a crossbow, and he, Ballister asks her, Does it hurt? Like, what does it feel like? She's like, Oh, it feels like I got shot with like a crossbow bolt in my knee. If you're like, Oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. One thing, um you could take this as a positive or a negative, Mm. is, you know, they don't have a really strong history of why she exists. Mm. Uh, First of all, she's the only monster in this universe. Right. Um, And so that, it makes you wonder, like, you know, where did you come from? Why are you the only monster? Are there other people? Um, Also, you know, she was a problem in the government like, like hundreds of years ago because she can live forever. And so, you know, you mean to tell me because of maybe one incident in the past, like, the government built their whole military infrastructure <laughs> right. based on that one incident, and they're still paranoid to this day, right. even though that there's no proof that other monsters exist? Right. And so, yeah, it, you know, it, it just made me wonder, like, you know, it, why are you so afraid um, mm. because of this one incident that happened?
0: Right, right. And, you know, I... You know the you know it's a very you know I think that's a valid um observation, and yeah, um, I think sometimes you just gotta kind of accept stuff as like, oh, it's just if it didn't exist, then there wouldn't be a story, you know, um right, right, but i i I mean also but more than that, I think the story was definitely um like the central story was about this idea of othering and like how we can um let our fears of the unknown. And yeah. like fears of other people that are different than us can allow us to get to places like creating a military state that, you know, builds, right. you know, giant walls with space lasers and how eventually that allows or, you know, allows for the for society to collapse in on itself. Um, and yeah, so like I, you know, yeah. I, I, I like agree with um, the observation you have, but then also you like you look at. You know history and you're just like oh that's just kind of like what happens with humans right like yeah we, we other people and we build these giant walls and we like you know we go on witch hunts and we you know yeah. literal witch hunts and you're like oh yeah like of course like you and i sitting here in 21st century america we're like yeah like of course like you know witches don't exist like you know how the pilgrims yeah. try to burn them at the stake but at the same time like people thought that and you're just like oh well, like that's kind of silly but it happened right
1: right i mean shoot it was not so much witches but anyone who had like a different idea about baptism right right those, <laughs> those were the people you were scared of uh uh yeah but yeah right. like i i get what the movie is trying to say is trying to say mm-hmm. you know social outcasts instead of getting to know them you know you choose to be afraid and because you choose to be afraid um you want to fight them and you want to fight the things you're afraid of and don't do that um and usually that message works but also at the same time Nemona proves that she is kind of a terrorist like <laughs> you you do need to defend yourself against her cuz cause she causes so much property damage um she she cripples people um i mean she started into this movie like here's people we can kill and kidnap and exploit so um, <laughs> Uh, like, I, I feel like that, that, like, that's a strong character. And, like, Mm. I, I love that about her. I love that she's, she's, like, a cross between, like, the Gru, like, Gru's (laughs) evil and, like, the the foster care girls that are, like, you know, squishy, lovey, unicorns and all that. Mm. Um, at the same time, like, this city kind of had a legit reason to build that laser because if you anger her, she destroys your town. (laughs) And she, <laughs> she proves it. like um, So, like, mm. that message is kind of like, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of, uh, you know, it would be like, you know, don't be afraid of, you know, refugees that are coming into your country. But also don't anger them because they can turn into tanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that I would push back on is, like, I don't think that it's originally, like, her her fault. She kind of, like, became what society feared of her right like she right like part of her story is that she was like looking for a friend and when she found one society Mm -hmm. told her that she was a monster and that she was gonna hurt and destroy other people and by Mm -hmm. hurting and attacking trying to destroy her they brought like destruction on themselves like instead of like trying to understand her and be her friend They just stabbed her with pitchforks. Kind of like, you know, like a, like Frankenstein, right? Right. Um, <laughs> right? Like Frankenstein monster, like, isn't inherently evil, but because society has decided to persecute and be afraid, like, they, you know, break out the pitchforks and the torches. Right. And then you're like, oh, now you'll really see what a monster is.
1: Right, like, yeah, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back, even if I don't want to.
0: Right, That right. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It,
1: yeah, one, one thing, um like, okay, spoiler alert, but I, <laughs> I kind of, I have to bring it up. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, now's the time to, like, I don't know, skip a minute. But uh, <laughs> basically, it has the trope of, like, the evil military director, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, you know... You know, I live to fight and defend my country, and there are monsters behind these walls. And, you know, you go to bed every night, but I fight these monsters, and I gave my life to fight these monsters. And, you know, now I want you to turn the laser onto the monster. And then they're like, you know, no, this laser has, like, splash damage. It'll kill people. I don't care. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And, uh, you know, it reminded me of uh My Iron Giant, like, the way yeah. that... They did the exact same, like, beat for beat, like, you know, we, you know, this robot's a communist and, uh, you know, we got to shoot a missile <laughs> at this, at this innocent town, which will kill everyone, but it also kills the robot, too. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the, my Iron Giant feared he was a weapon and he was a weapon for good reasons. You know, he had to sacrifice himself right. to save the town. And Namona had to, you know, merge with the laser and explode to, you know, save the town. This, this horrible laser has splash damage. They did not think that through. All right? Mm. I mean, you could have made a normal laser. <laughs> if you... Right. Yeah. So that's or, on military. you, military.
0: Know, yeah. Right. Or treating Namoa with kindness and respect.
1: <laughs> right, right. But if you can't do that, at least make a laser that's pinpoint accurate. It <laughs> <and> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, like, explode everyone.
0: Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I love the uh the Iron Giant um, comparison because I think that that's yeah. that's spot on, right? To yeah. to, to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, like I I think that's another theme of it, right? Like just because um you know just because people were born a certain way, or just because someone was you know created into a giant iron robot, killing, destroying machine, you right? Know, we're not slaves to destiny, right? Like we can. We can make our own choices, we can choose to be good, um, and we can choose to be kind and we can choose to, you know, be altruistic. Um Right. Yeah.
1: And that that's what the movie's going for. It's like, you right. know, don't choose fear, choose curiosity, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And
0: I, I do I love the how they portrayed that with, you know, Ballister and Namoa because, you know, they don't initially start off as friends, right? He Yeah. You know, he asks you know some questions that could be insensitive and um, you know, Nemoa definitely takes advantage of him and his position at the beginning, um, you know, and using him as a as a, as an excuse to lash out. Yeah. Um, but as they kind of grow together, they realize that you know they you know they don't you know they have more in common than you would think, and um, yeah. 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 And that's why they're the relationship pros and yeah, yeah that's it's awesome.
1: Yeah, Namona kinda reminds me of like that hot topics friend that says things just to get a reaction. Sure. Um, yeah. And really she just wants to be understood, but you know, she knows no one's gonna give her the time of day, so she'll be like, Oh, look at that baby. I wanna chop him in half. And they're like, Oh, you can't <laughs> say that. Oh, right. but I got your attention, you know, I, I made right. you react, so I can say it and it worked, you know right like
0: yeah, yeah the ultimate definition of there's no such thing as bad press <laughs>
1: yeah
0: right um yeah totally 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 and um i i think that's really kind of like what sets this movie apart from other ones because i i think it'd be so easy to be like to make a character like that and just leave it at that right you know yeah the, you know the 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 Deadpool clone right or yeah you know Pinky Pie clone whatever and yeah. you know just leave it at that that surface level but um but the, it doesn't just end there for her character right it's it's very clearly yeah. you see that she uses that as a coping mechanism for the pain and the hurt that she feels right like if she can pretend that she hates society she can pretend that it doesn't hurt her
1: and right
0: um Yeah, so, you know, it's just good character storytelling.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's also room for her to grow because there are some reasonable requests. Like, you know, don't make a spectacle of yourself because this is a stealth mission. Don't don't break these things because I don't want to be more guilty than I have to be. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she gets kind of triggered by that. Like, oh, how dare you? How dare you say that? But it's kind of like... No, I get it. You don't trust me, but as we can trust each other maybe maybe you can take my hints as loving remarks and not just me judging you
0: yeah yeah exactly so it kinda
1: it kind of works both
0: ways yeah totally, totally agree and um, yeah, so I feel like we've we've hyped this movie up a bunch, yeah. and you should definitely go see it it's a it's a very like we said, it's it's a quick, easy watch. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess maybe Mike, what what what's your what's your biggest takeaway maybe from from the movie?
1: My yeah, you know, my biggest takeaway was there was a whole um. No, no, I would I would say um, I am falling in love with the genres of animation. Yeah. that are trying to they're trying to be not I don't want to say edgy, but they're trying to be like. Fun and ridiculous. They're trying to be less sweet and they're trying to be more like play on words. Yeah. Um, like I'm falling in love with those. I mean, I can blame Spider-Man uh <laughs> for creating that. Oh right. uh, no, I could blame the Lego movies. We can go back to the Lego movies and then yeah. Spider-Man and you know, it just shows that like like Disney, you may have owned like the Hallmark moments and like the right. Ohana means family stuff. <laughs> But, you know, that stuff was never written for me as much mm. as this. these other guys. They're having fun. Right. And they're being silly and they're being so charming about it. Mm. Um, and then there's a way to, like, ruin that where, like, uh, a director says, oh, fun. You mean, like, 40 minutes of fart jokes fun? <laughs> and you're like, N- no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like, can, <laughs> can... Can we find a medium between forty minutes of fart jokes and like, um, you know, this girl and her pony story that I can't relate to? Can we find a fun, happy medium between that and right. make it and make it feel cool with nice, cool music and artifacts? Right. And the answer right. is yes, we can. But only Lego knows how to do it, and Anna Perna, no. <laughs> and yeah. Nickel, and one Nickelodeon movie. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. And I I, I totally agree. And it it definitely feels like the West is starting to try to catch up to Japan in terms of the stories that are explored in in animation. Um, You know, because for so long, like, you know, like Spirited Away came out almost two decades ago. Yeah. And now it just feels like we're getting stories that are coming out now that are. You know, maybe not on the same level of quality right. of animation, but definitely in that same stratosphere of, of, of storytelling. And yeah. you know, it feels like in the last you know 10 years, even there's just been so many great animated movies that are that are coming out. Even even the last like five years, it's really escalated. Like the the recent Puss in Boots movie has been was incredible too. Right, um, I
1: want to see that. It's on my list
0: definitely definitely watch it so good Mitchells versus the machines mm-hmm. um that's also on Netflix give that a watch um yeah b- uh but yeah no it it, it for so long it, it there's just been like this you know if you're going to watch an uh, an american hollywood animation movie it's either you know sappy disney movie or it's you know Three. illumination yeah. Dreamworks. three lemmings
1: urinating into a a, a <laughs> fish hole. <laughs> right right yeah.
0: and then every once in a great while you get something like prince of egypt or treasure planet or right you know right. iron giant
1: right like it, it feels like you either have to do like super poop baby or you have to do a girl with real life with real problems and you can't <laughs> right um, and I figure, like I realize, like we talked about movies from 1993, right? Yeah, and how one of the one of the few animations that came out of that was Ninja Scroll,
0: mm-hmm. and like
1: even back in 1993, Japan treats their animated movies like we treat our Star Wars, right? So they could they can treat it like it's going to be this epic movie while well, we kind of treat it as like, it's like a fills in a gap between right. until we can find like a live actor to,
0: to do right. it. The next Tom Hanks World War Two movie.
1: Right. Like, like DC, what was their last movie that was animated? Super pets. All right. Right. Yeah, like is super pets is, you know, it's okay, I guess, but you know, it's got some great actors, but <laughs> You know, it, it doesn't show that, like, that WB knows how to use animated properties like Japan can.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. For for sure. And, which, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, which is strange, because if you go into IMDB and Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, people talk about these animated movies like legit critics, not like Guy in His Basement, but like... You know, Leonard Malton is saying, oh, my gosh, I just watched, you know, a Justice League Dark, you know, Apocalypse War. And, you know, I had so many feels and, you know, two thumbs up. (laughs) And and it's just like, uh, does these praises mean anything? The 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for a straight to DVD movie? Is this does this mean anything to you? Or is it is there like some kind of money that doesn't translate very well just because people like it?
0: Right. Right. For sure. And yeah, no, I, I'm totally, you know, everything that you said, Mike, I, I'm right there with you. It does, it it does really feel like we're in a a golden time of, of yeah. animation. And I really do think the, the public perception around it is, is changing. I, I definitely think in the West um, it was, it was always relegated to this almost like, you know, second, third tier even form of entertainment, right. Where it was like, Oh, it's just for those nerds or little kids, and right. you know we don't we don't have to take it seriously. Um, but meanwhile, stuff like Ghost in the Shell and Akira and Gundam are the basis for every sci-fi fantasy, right, right, Western movie that ever exists nowadays. Like you can't watch right. like you can't watch Oppenheimer and not be like, oh, this is just you know a shot yeah. for shot you know rip off of Akira and right um so I, I think we're finally catching up to that and um i think that's great and i think it's um i think it's important also to, re- to 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 make sure that we we look back on the things that have inspired the things that we have now like i think how to train your dragon was in part an influence in some of the stuff that you know we're, we're seeing now even in namoa right like in those action sequences right. i was like oh this feels like how to train your dragon um, right
1: Right, it felt like a really good level from Dynasty Warriors. Right. Uh, <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. Um yeah, so you're like, oh, like it's it's cool to see um western animation kind of being having, you know, building its own legacy and um it, it getting the recognition it deserves.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I I would say so. Like I mean, going back, 1993, Japan came out with Ninja Scroll. Uh, we can still talk about Ninja Scroll having, like, a profound effect on uh, movie cinemas and animation. Uh, what did we come out with? Uh, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Um, no one wants to talk about that movie. Um, <laughs> and they didn't even want to talk about it when it came out. So, so like, it just shows you how, like, uh, one, like, a, just a little change in philosophy on how you view your movie And, like, how you want it to look in the future um, changes how you make it.
0: Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right? Like, if you like things like Dark Souls, or if you like things like Mm -hmm. Elden Ring, like, you owe so much to things like Ninja Scroll and Berserk. Right. Like, all these things. Like, the, the people that are making the things that you love, they're getting inspiration from things like, you know. Uh, paprika that i'm gonna see paprika i don't know how to say
1: yeah
0: it. but you know christopher nolan wholesale ripped off that movie that animated movie for inception one of the you know one of the the best western kind of science fiction movies of all time i'm like there's you know he stole shot for shot the entire hallway scene in Inception right. from paprika and you're just like yeah you just if you want to see the things that inspire the people Um, if you want to, if you, if you, if you like the things that your favorite creators are making, look at the things that are inspiring them. And a lot of times those things are, you know, Eastern, you know, animation. And just because it's something that's a little weird or a little different, you know, don't let that spoil it, right? Like go for it and see and and be inspired by yourself.
1: Right. And that should be a relief. You don't have to spend $12 for something <laughs> that Japan already did and is probably free on one of the streaming services you own. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, 5 Nights at Freddy was great, but Nicolas Cage made a better one, uh, called Wonderland.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? That... Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, definitely go see this movie. It's on Netflix right now. Um, it's super easy to find. It, it's it's in their little section about oscar uh nominees and like i said you could finish this so quickly it's you know an hour and a half of your time and Mm -hmm. you won't regret it
1: yeah tell us what you got out of the movie uh was it uh telling a a straight story that's using creativity was it uh trying to bop you over the head with something uh Mm -hmm. we would like to
0: know yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um yeah even even if it's just like hey I love the art style. Well, guess what? Yeah. I love the art style, too. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, didn't would, even,
1: didn't I didn't even... We didn't touch even, that. Yeah. The animation's so clean and cel-shaded and... Uh, yeah, super that, cool. Yeah. It, it reminds me... Like, we've we both watched The Dragon Prince, which is another yeah. Netflix. It It's very remnant of that, and that's a compliment.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure. 100%. And I love the, the art direction in it, too. It was very, like, medieval fantasy, but futuristic and like Mm sci-fi um yeah so very cool very unique and um so and i think that's probably my biggest takeaway is that there's not too much out on the market like it um and it was really refreshing to see and see it done right and uh yeah you could just you can tell when the people that are involved in a project love what they're doing and Mm -hmm. You could just tell from the top to bottom, every person that was involved, from the writers to the directors to the animators, the voice actors, they all loved what was happening. And, you know, it, it just shines through.
1: Yeah. And then see Justice League Dark Apocalypse War <laughs> and, try, and try to figure out why every critic on Rotten Tomatoes says that this Loves is like it. the best movie ever made. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, you know, I'm a Justice League fan, but I'm not going to go that far.
0: Yeah, that people love that. Like, um, what was it? Uh, the was it All in the Family? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Hundred percent tomato meter. Like, that's, I mean, yeah, it's
1: it's nineteen reviews, but these are like
0: <laughs> all of them are a hundred. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Didn't they recently do? Maybe it was All in the Family or so. It was a it was a Batman one, but it was like super dark. Um. And like, but like everybody, everybody. It's like Jason Todd comes back and they're like fighting and there's like a whole sequence of them like just beating the snot of e- out of each other through like an apartment complex. Uh, yeah,
1: like death Oh yeah, death in the family or Yeah, yeah, that's um, what it is. Yeah. But you're
0: just but then it's just like this dark nihilistic movie and then they're like 10 out of 10 greatest movie I've ever seen.
1: Right. And meanwhile, the animated version based on the killing joke got a yeah. 36. Uh, which is like one of the best comic books that, like, if you yeah. do like top fifty comic books, uh, people will—they've tried to make movies based on it. So right. uh, it's so weird. Like, I don't understand Rotten Tomatoes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's—it's it's just a review aggregate. They just take everything that everyone else says. Yeah, well, and you just know, put it all together. But
1: yeah, Batman: Soul of the Dragon. You know, ninety-three <laughs> percent. <93%. laughs> Deathstroke, Night and Dragons, eighty-two yeah,
0: percent. for Sure,
1: Scorpions, <laughs> Scorpions backstory in Mortal Kombat, ninety percent. <laughs> and these are like, uh, like fans say they're amazing. And wow, this is just like I don't know. I uh, I guess people want to see a cartoon, and I'm just I'm so surprised that like someone isn't like clamping down on this and saying <laughs> we need to make we need to make. 30 animated movies um you know forty thousand dollars you know four million each right you know and you know we just need to fill our bank vault with cash
0: because <laughs> right yeah i don't understand movies <laughs> i don't i don't know if anybody really does yeah um but i mean that's that's another thing i mean i'm glad he brought rotten tomatoes up uh but like this this movie Namoa is one of the the rare ones that I've seen recently where the, the audience score and the critic score is, like, they're both, like, 95 or 96. I was like, wow, they're both, like, yeah. they're on the same page. So that's how you know it's good.
1: Yeah, it's it's a strong movie that gets you early. And, like, I, I have to say, like, there's very little in this movie that you just want to say, uh, you know, this is boring or, you know.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I, I do really think that if it was, like, you know, an extra, like you know an extra 10 20 minutes longer i don't know if i would like it as much it doesn't oversay its welcome yeah it's it's great
1: yeah uh batman return of the cape crusader uh, an animation <laughs> feature that's yeah. based on the 60s batman 94 percent tomato <laughs> I, I don't i don't get this adam west <laughs> you you mean to say he's the best batman uh, review for review
0: apparently <laughs> oh man that's that's funny. Right. I mean you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily maybe the answer, but probably like <laughs> the amount of people that are willing to do a review of a DC cartoon movie right. and the people that love those movies is probably just one big circle. And right. so like, you know, there's not necessarily like a critic that does like art house movies that is coming into you know a death of the family and being like oh this is cinema
1: <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's true cuz there's 19 reviews in each of these so right. all you need is 19 people to like your movie <laughs> and you're already better than uh, half the oscar nomination all right there has to be a, there has to be like a life hack there that we're, we we can expose yeah yeah <laughs> for, for sure <laughs>
0: Well, Mike, what a what an episode! Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm so glad that we got to talk about this. This, you know, I I knew that this movie existed. Um, like I I saw it on Netflix. I saw people talking about it um, just because it got nommed. but it, it definitely flew under my radar. So I'm glad for the opportunity and the excuse to to give it a watch. And you know this. You know, it's very it very quickly became probably like my my favorite you know movie that I've seen so far this year.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It it stays on your mind. It stays fresh, like you said. It doesn't overstay your welcome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you're pleasantly surprised, and you know they can they can bump off the last act of My Iron Giant, and you don't even mind that as well.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so, yeah, for well, sure.
0: I mean, if you're gonna copy something, might as well copy the best.
1: Yes. Another movie that Vin Diesel says so little and gets paid so much for. (laughs) He can't keep getting away with it, Mike. I know. Or they need to, I need to, I need to get in this job, you know?
0: Right? Yeah. Like he, (laughs) like think of all the movies that he's in where he just like gets paid to say so little, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Fast and the Furious.
1: Uh, no, I would be angry. Like if he sees scripts now where he's like more than ten lines he has to memorize. Right, like, he's, he's just like, Gu- guys, I've been treated so much better. Paid paid way more for this this crap. <laughs> you mean I have to change inflection and emotion? No,
0: right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, like when you've worked on things like Triple X, you know, you get to really you know, you get to you get to have a say in what you you know, what roles you can and can't take. Right, right. You write your ticket. Right,
1: exactly. Either that or he has like one of the best agents in <laughs> like movie history, where his agent can be like, yeah, my client would only like to say three words only in your film. <laughs> He'll say them as much as you want him to say
0: it, but it can only be three words. And three. yeah, you have to give him 60 million. Right. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, Mike, it's been such a pleasure. What do we, what do we, you know, do you got anything you want to plug before we get on out of here? Yeah.
1: Once again, if you're in the mood for a good sci fi slash uh, vigilante uh, crime fighting book with lots of humor, if I said anything that made you laugh, please check out my book, uh Larna versus the life pyres life pyres is one word. It's like vampires, but it has life. Um, yeah. It's, it's my passion project. One of my favorite books to write. And it's, I think you'll read it as fast as you will see Nimona. And yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I know I sound cocky, but I wrote it and I love it. I think you'll enjoy it just as much. Adam, you read it. You yeah, said you I,
0: liked it. I did. I did. I did. I did. I read a, I read a very early copy.
1: Yeah, Maybe...
0: with, with errors on it. So yeah. if you liked it with errors, just think how it is now. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like we were saying with uh, with Nomoa. Uh, I, I think it, it takes a lot of you know very common tropes, but puts a fresh spin on it, and yeah. it's, it, it really breathes life into it. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if you enjoyed even a little bit of what Mike has to say on this podcast. Yeah. if
1: anything made you blow air out of your nose, then. <laughs> read this book it's on, sure. kind- it's on kindle kindle unlimited um you know you're not getting that much good stuff on kindle unlimited <laughs> so, yeah.
0: that really kindle unlimited is really the dregs of the internet yeah it's
1: yeah uh, 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 that's a whole other podcast <laughs> where i just rip kindle unlimited apart
0: but anyways yeah uh, yeah and um yeah i i don't have anything i want to plug necessarily but um Give uh, give some give some love to Namoa and maybe some other uh, some other movies that are getting nominated that you might not normally see. I'm sure everyone has seen Oppenheimer and your Barbies, yeah. but give stuff like Past Lives a chance. Um, yeah, you know, Past these Lives.
1: Are... They clone Tyrone. How to blow up a pipeline? Uh, I don't know if these are nominated, but these are uh, these keep showing up on lists for like top movies of 2023.
0: Yeah. Give, yeah give them a chance. Um uh yeah, so yeah, go go check it out. Symphony was pretty good too. Yeah, I can't remember. Um but yeah, go go check it out. Do it do it do it. And yep. uh keep listening to us and, and yeah, let us know how you feel about Nemoa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you've made it this far, please go to our Discord, Logic. We're a great bunch of people and we just want to share and talk and uh you know, talk about old video games that we like and, you know, why we think Sony is better than filling that other console. Um, so, yeah, go to RetroLogic. I'll try to put a link in the chat. Uh, anyways, I've been Mike. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for sticking with it.
0: Yeah, we love you. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye-bye.